So uh, the days have unfolded, and we're now at the uh, kind of a time in terms of the, the the classical practice to start working with the third foundation of mindfulness. Now, for many people, you know what happens is is that life happens, you know, and thoughts happen, and moods happen, and emotions happen, and and people have already been just responding to them. So it's not only just the fact that the well, we're on this day, so now we can, but in the just sometimes it just helps to give a much more ground and focus on the on the first foundation of mindfulness so that one has a little bit more leverage to work with this stuff because this stuff is a little bit more like flypaper you know we stick you know our thoughts we you know it's a little bit easier for us to see that we're not our body but our thoughts you know it's we we're really pretty convinced that whatever we think that's what we are and so it takes a little bit more ground to be able to realize, well, a thought is just a thought. And uh, it can be seen in awareness and known in awareness. So that's the thinking or the reasoning the behind just giving the, the first foundation of mindfulness a lot of time and then working the second foundation of mindfulness. So the third foundation of mindfulness is all of the stuff that, we, we, that comes into our, into our mental sphere. Moods, emotions, thoughts, memories, planning, you know, our, our, our likes, our longing, our fantasies, our dreams, our, you know, all of it. It's all the, the contents of our mind. And again, there's, you know, there's ways of being with it which are skillful and ways of being with it which are not skillful. But all of it is something that we can know that arises we can see it as it arises. We can watch it as it's there, and we can watch it vanish. So the third foundation of mindfulness is something that it's really helpful to get a handle on because there's a lot of our world, which is our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and our moods and our perceptions about things. So when we end up having a healthy relationship with that, there's a healthy relationship with a huge part of you know, what we experience. And again, we don't need to be um, pushing or pressurizing or throttling. It's a question of opening up and receiving in a way where there's uh, a respect, a kindness, a gentleness, and a compassion. You know? And what that looks like will be different for each person depending on you know, your own specific circumstances. So the third foundation of mindfulness is to begin to bring the whole experience of attention to, you know, thoughts. Sometimes we can even watch thoughts bubble. You can watch them before they even burst into consciousness. You can just feel them bubbling up and then pressure. There's a little bit of pressure on consciousness. You can feel their presence, but you don't know what they look like. And sometimes if you bring attention to the thought before it actually surfaces in consciousness, it doesn't burst into consciousness. It then resides uh, before it actually breaks into consciousness. So, you know, the stuff of well, what we take ourselves to be and the nature of thought and all the rest of that is also up for inquiry just to see what happens. But again, you know, you know we can feel um, a sense of well, it's good to have nice thoughts and kind thoughts and loving thoughts, and it's not so nice and good to have thoughts that are angry or mean or lustful or aggressive or manipulating or conniving. You know, those are bad thoughts. They're bad. 
But what we need to remember is is that from the level of our minds and from the perspective of of awareness, awareness is 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 a not discriminating what it knows. It doesn't actually have a preference whether it knows the nice stuff or the not nice stuff. It's equal in terms of its own capacity to know. And that is not just a kind of semantic, um, magic uh, sleight of hands. What it does is it means that it gives us permission to feel what we feel. Nothing is not allowed. Now, I don't know what that does to you, but for me, it's like, well, hallelujah. (laughs) You know, so all these ideas about who I think I am and what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to feel and, you know, these, which are not unfounded, you know, there's a place where whatever is, is allowed. And then, then what's needed is just the skillfulness on how to respond to it. Yeah. So what is is worthy of attention, you know? Even if it's not in accordance with what you think you are, who you think you are, your identity. You know, so again, it goes back to, you know, concept or reality. It can't possibly be raining because there's no clouds. I can't possibly be feeling this because I'm not that kind of a person. Well, I am feeling that, so, you know, get with the program. So the third foundation of mindfulness is a willingness and openness to bring attention to that which we're feeling as mental, emotional, and perception. And there is no limit to what is allowed in that sphere. It's all allowed. Then what is needed is is to understand where when we place our attention on it, it, placing attention on it is not the same as identifying with it, absorbing into it, believing it. It's not the same as agreeing with the big story that is connected to it. It's a recognition that this is the feeling or the emotion that's present. So if we notice that we're getting lost in the story, we're getting hijacked by the Papancha festival that's connected to it, and we are off and running, then what's needed is just to come back to something simpler. Second foundation of mindfulness. This is pleasant, unpleasant. First foundation of mindfulness. This is how I feel this in my body. This is where I feel this in my body. This is the experience in the body. The body is a little bit uh, easier to be with, it doesn't have a past and a future, and it doesn't make big, huge dramas around things. Yeah. So if we're losing ground, then we just return to what gives us ground. And then when we reestablish ground, we can re-engage with whatever it is that's there for us. And usually the big dramas come because there's some feeling there that's actually hard to come to terms with. It's not like big dramas come for no reason. You know, the big, huge stories. But when we're actually able to look at, well, what's the kernel underneath all of this, you know, and just bring attention there, then the the kind of, you know, the, the drama can release, but the core is then touched. And then the core of whatever it is that's actually causing or eliciting the drama can then be opened up and allowed to do what it needs to do.
Are there any questions?